Hey guys, welcome back to the Make It Count podcast. Hi there. Last week we spoke about expectations and this week we're going to talk about just five minutes to change your life. Yeah, no small thing that changing your life. Mm. Happening five minutes at a time. Yeah. So, the big idea today's episode is that we often put big stock in sort of one-off events or really putting in a massive shift and doing an all-nighter or or doing it all in one. But actually that doesn't pay off in the long term. Whereas what causes long-term change is those small consistent things, aka the thing that I'm going to do every day five minutes for this year. And James Clear talks a lot about this idea, kind of the irony of it being that actually big change happens with the small things that you do every day. So those small things that you do every day lead to the big change, so they're not so small. Yeah, absolutely. And part of it's just to do with, well, actually, a huge part of it is to do with identity formation. Uh, And one of the things that he talks about is it's so easy to uh, up the intensity level of something you're already doing. Starting something new is a difficult thing. So the aim at the beginning of something is I'm going to form the identity of I am someone who does X, Y, Z or I am someone who doesn't X, Y, Z if you're trying to give something up. And once you have that five-minute habit every day in a year's time, it's easy to up that to 10 minutes Mm. because I already do that. It's in my life. So we've dived straight into some great points there, if Matt says so himself. No, if I say that. But I think (laughs) that change is difficult. It is difficult. I think you talked about that last episode. Was it that actually, or maybe it was a different conversation we had, but this idea that actually in order to change, I actually, there's a cost to that. I have to do something about it. So maybe I avoid those things. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so, yeah. But that's a that's that's a starting point that most of us find change difficult. You know, I was put your hand up if you find change difficult. <laughs> I do, you do, most people do at some level, mm. and at various levels we might choose that and overcome that. But actually, there there is a cost to that and a recognition that change means maybe, like you said, I have to change my even like, my identity, which is which is quite a big thing. Absolutely. I've been thinking about identity recently and where does it come from? What forms it? And there's a, there's a little mantra that I started saying last year. Uh, I think there's some real value to it. But I've also started to question whether it's, it's actually strictly true. It starts with, um, I'm not what I have. I'm not what I do. And I'm not what other people think or say about me. And then it starts to affirm what what you what I am and where the identity does come from. But actually, I'm I think I'm starting to to take issue with that second one. I'm not what I do, because whilst it is true, you know, my identity is not wrapped up fully in the work that I produce, the things that I do um, in my day to day life. The counter is true. The things that I repeatedly do 
I become the sort of person that does those things. And the the way I've heard it said um, is every decision we make is is like casting a vote for the type of person I want to become. So if I repeatedly cast votes for I'm the sort of person that every time I walk past a biscuit tin, I eat a biscuit, I'm becoming the sort of person that always eats biscuits. If I cast a vote for I'm the sort of person that reads books every day, I just read a bit. I become a reader. So actually, what I do does change who I am. And there's another tool that um, we're aware of that was introduced to by Dan and Susie. I think they actually, um, I don't know where they got it, but it's the, the B do becoming cycle so you start with b who 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 currently are you i am this being and then what do i do that do influences who i'm becoming um and it just describes the process i've kind of laboriously gone through but it's not something that happens just once a day or something but every decision every do you go through that loop so i i am here what I do slightly changes who I'm becoming and then that resets that point. So I'm now slightly in a different place than I was a moment before. And at the end of the day, all of those decisions wrapped up have moved me in a slight direction. And it's a, the whole thing of, uh, I heard it recently, it was a course correction thing. So like if you've got a plane and it's leaving from somewhere on the east coast of the United States, I can't remember which city they said, and it's pointing in this direction if at the the start of the journey the pilot changes its heading by 3.5 degrees by the time it reaches the the west coast it's hundreds and hundreds of miles off course and so that's the sort of the influence every decision i make is just a small course correction but it's those small course corrections over weeks over months over years that change who i am mm. and so like you said and it's that famous quote isn't it so we are what we repeatedly do yeah and excellence then is a habit of how you repeatedly show up and uh, and your those repeated actions start to form our identity as much as our identity shapes those repeated actions it's like a, a co-directional relationship mm. probably yeah. And you never look at somebody that looks really fit and muscular and healthy and go, oh, they had one really good workout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and and uh, I think I, I've read something and they so said, a sound mind, a healthy body and a loving family. These things can't be bought. They have to be earned. Wow. And I think that, yeah, sound body... Sound body, uh, sorry, sound mind, healthy body, and loving, loving family. family. You earn them by your repeated actions. Mm. You know, you don't get a healthy body without daily showing up and doing the right things. Mm. Yeah, probably the same with a sound mind. And equally, a loving family. <laughs> uh, I remember talking with Dan and Susie, and they were talking about their sons, and people would comment and say, hey, you, 
you know, you have great sons. You know, you're so lucky. You know, I, that luck was a lot of hard work. Yeah. <laughs> to bring up sons that are this good and loving and kind and that people would like would mm. recognize uh, a substance to them. Mm. And, and that's probably the same. We are what we repeatedly do. And so maybe it's less about the, hey, we had a great holiday this year. It's that we had 360 great meals around the table this year. Uh, mm. I think that that's a really interesting idea. It's less about, or maybe it was the five that were really rubbish that were equally important, you know, because most years have 365 days. Just going to comment on that. Yeah, just, <laughs> just for those who are on it. Three mediocre and two terrible meals. Yeah. We don't talk about those meals. <laughs> Not anymore. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so I think that's the big idea, isn't it? That in those small daily things, it's a voting for the sort of person I want to become. And we're recording this in January, which is a really common time to start something. The New Year's resolutions, maybe by now. It's also a really common time to give up on those things. Yeah, actually <laughs> probably more common now. We're at the point of... We're two weeks in almost. ...quitting, you know. But actually the two really big common ones are eat healthy and Gets exercise it. more mm. or work out more. And if so, we see this all the time. I'm going to go for an hour run or a half an hour run or I'm going to start doing high intensity interval training for 45 minutes. When was the last time I did that? I don't know, when I was at school maybe? You know, and it's like, okay, you've gone for the one big thing and you're going to feel awful. Yeah. Maybe it's actually, I'm going to do five minutes of skipping. Okay, I'm a jump rope skipping advocate. Like, get down to the skipping. I'm a big fan. Yeah. But, you know, just that five minutes, that five minutes every day how many minutes is that over a year did you say 30 hours in one of your recent blog posts that sounds right i might have done the math approximately that's a lot that's almost a sort of a week of a working week and if you did that say we'll use the example of skipping for five minutes every day for a year mm. and you've done that 30 hours it's not just the 30 hours so you've done it every day for 365 days in a row yeah you're not going to miss it then. Or you, you're yeah. definitely going to notice. You're going to. This is part of who you are. It's become at that part point. of who you are. Yeah. And if, for example, you you had to stop for a couple of days for whatever reason, you lost your skipping rope or whatever. There's a high probability that you would be able to get back into that very quickly. Um, and and so, yeah, when we try to go too hard too soon. Number one, we knock ourselves out, but we haven't built the consistency such that any potential disruption is enough to knock us off and we're now off track and that's it, game over. There you are. Five minutes to change your life. And and that is the thing. I, I think we the, the thing James Clear talks about is we overestimate or we overstate the importance of those one-off big moments mm. and we underestimate the impact and importance of those daily small small wins sacrifices whatever you call them habits because as we as i mentioned earlier those small things ironically become the big thing yeah yeah there's a uh, hang on there's a say there's a saying what is it oh no that's sorry that's a um a strapline from a, a supermarket. Every little counts. Yeah. No? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Every yeah. little count. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, 
I had a really valuable thing to say and then I got stuck on that. It just shows their advertising is working. I suppose the question then, David, is what what are your five minutes going to be? Well, and I was thinking to to switch back to what you were saying earlier. Stop laughing. I'm answering my own question. Get over it. <laughs> Just so you guys know, he does this all the time. He sometimes he. I had to. I looked at him then. He's like. Normally he just like goes. I'm going to answer a different question, but this time he tried to hide it. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyway, <laughs> Matt was talking about when you have that consistency, a disruption, you can pick it up again. And I'm very much definitely an exerciser. I work out. But recently, I took nearly two weeks and didn't exercise on any of those days. Mm-hmm. But picking it up again in the last couple of days, it's pretty smooth, pretty reasonable, yeah. pretty easy. And, and He's so good saying, at skipping. He can skip two weeks of exercise and jump right back in. Exactly. And that's what they talk about. Like At the beginning, when you start exercising, if you haven't been exercising, it is uncomfortable. You're hot, you're sweaty, you're tired. And you want to do an exercise that, over time you come to enjoy mm. and as you come to enjoy it you want to do it and part of that is they're not doing it in a way that kills you basically yeah. and i've got to a place with my exercise with my consistency that i do enjoy it yeah and so it doesn't feel like oh it's a sacrifice and yeah i do more than five minutes but again that's the idea that you can you've got to first establish the habit before you optimize it mm. And so establishing that consistency of that five minutes and putting that limit on that, because it does feel a bit small. Like, what does five minutes really do? What does five minutes of reading really do? What does five minutes of meal prep really do? You know, what does five minutes of journaling even do? Well, if, like you said, every time you do it, you're voting for that sort of person. Every time. I'm an exerciser. I am a journaler. I am someone that eats healthy. And every time you do it, you're voting in that way. Actually, very evidently, over time, you're going to improve that. I mean, what was the thing I showed you the other day? It was uh, about the first 100 videos of YouTubers. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant. And basically, it was, the, it was, uh, was it Mr. Beast, PewDiePie? And Marquise Brownlee. And they said, how many subscribers did they have after their first 100 videos? And it was like 700. One of them was like 100. Mm. One of them was like 1,000 or something. Yeah. After 100 videos, they were like in the hundreds. And now they're some of the biggest channels yeah. on Yeah, tens YouTube. of millions. Tens of millions on each of them. And you sort of think, yeah, the consistency. Like how many people do we know that have given up after 100? How many, how many times have I given up after less than 100? I mm. think of like <laughs> five minutes of Spanish every day. Yeah, well... That I lasted tried. you how many... Actually, to be fair, I should have tried five minutes. That would have been more valuable because I tried to go for 25, 30 minutes. And, yeah, uh, interesting. Yeah, that, I definitely didn't get to 100. Hmm. Yeah, so there you go. Actually, I was really impressed with, with one of our friends who oh, yeah. he he said his uh, streak on Duolingo was 400. Oh, wow. Which raised my eyebrows. And then he was like, yeah, over a year. I knew that was over a year, <laughs> but yeah, it is impressive because I don't know how long he does each day, but he's ev- every time he does every day, he's doubling down on that and he's more likely to do the next day, more mm. likely to the next day. And I don't know what your experience with apps and learning is. I'm sure there are some out there that are better, 
my preference wasn't Duolingo, but there's no doubt that he is better at Spanish than he was a year and a bit ago because of that. Mm. So, any, I mean, we're talking about five minutes to change your life, but it's not five minutes. But it's five minutes every day. Mm. And I think sometimes... Well, I, going back to the James Clear book, I love... Atomic Habits. Yes, Atomic Habits. I love how like ridiculously small he sets the bar. So, for example, there was one guy he was coaching with and, and getting him to become a, an exerciser, someone who goes to the gym. It literally started with, right, your first task that, that is put your gym shoes out and put them on and then take them off and then put them back and that's it and do that for I don't know how long he did it for at least a week maybe a couple of weeks and at first the guy's thinking this is ridiculous this is a farce why am I paying for this coaching total waste of time but it's it's casting those if you asked a grown adult how long and how much effort does it take you to put on some shoes and to put them off it's very little, and that's the point. Is is starting to build some very small routines. Ah, I my brain has now for two weeks in a row. I put my gym shoes on. Now the natural. I've I've started almost to just tip the scale slightly. I've started to tip the ball rolling. The natural next step is go outside the front door, and that was literally the next step. He went and stood outside the front door for a minute. And then he came back in and it was like, wow, these are baby steps. But the proof of the pudding was in the eating. And that was um, the effectively a year later or however long it was later. He was successfully in his exercise habit doing the thing that he if he'd started that first week. and be like, right, I want to go full. Out, I'm going to do a half an hour exercise routine. Maybe, maybe he would have succeeded with. But, but the. There's a high failure rate for those things, isn't there? Mm. And I think that's the that's the idea of overestimating what we can do in a day and underestimating what we can do in a year. That's a really common thing. And I recently sort of wrote a blog with this idea that actually I'm quite an optimistic person. I think a lot of us are. We believe we can do a lot in that day. In fact, when we make a plan, we often make a plan for the best case scenario. <laughs> is I'm going to go for that run, like you said, and it's going to be sunny, but a nice temperature, not too hot, not too cold. Mm. And I'm going to have slept really well, so I'm going to be ready to go for it. The birds uh, will be singing. Yeah, I won't have been woken up by anybody else, and it will just be perfect conditions. Now, those days don't happen as often as we think. And so we're flipping that around and going, hey, yeah, you might have a best case day, but actually, you're also going to have a worst case today, uh, worst case day. Mm. So what can you do even on your worst day? Yeah. And for most of us, even on our worst day, we can do five minutes. And that's the idea that, yeah, you'll, you'll start to establish, you'll start to get better. You, but actually, it's that five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. I mean, I saw somebody on, on Twitter, they said, you know, Everyone seems to be doing this. I want to pay it back. I'm a little bit older now. I think he's like 40, 50, whatever. He's like, this is what I wish I'd done when I was in my 20s. And one of them was said, establish those habits that are going to give you health later in life. Huh. And, and to that, he talked about exercising and, and eating well and journaling, those sorts of ideas. But it's actually, wow. probably most of the people that listen to this are in their 20s, maybe 30s. 
Um, and even if you're not, it's about establishing those habits that bring you health, not just hoping that I'm still going to be healthy when I'm this old. Actually, yeah. it's those casting that vote for your future for your future self as much as anything. Mm. And I think the to put one last idea in uh, the basket of ideas that is this episode, partly one of the things that could help is to adopt a beginner's mindset. That is the idea of one of one of the lies that we can easily fall to is oh, I should have I should already be mastering this. I'm way behind the competition or I should have. I should be here. Well, okay. You can't change the past. That's now gone. You are where you are. So give the grace to go, okay, I'm a beginner. I'm a learner. When Think of something you are good at. If you've ever tried to share with someone who is a complete beginner that skill, you don't expect them to be able to master it straight away. So give yourself the same grace. Give yourself the same benefit of the doubt and go, okay, as a beginner... What would I recommend someone else to do here? Mm. Would I recommend them to go and do the hardest, baddest workout and do a crazy amount of journaling or write a crazy amount of words today? No. If it's, yeah, and and we've given some examples with, with exercise, but if you wanted to get into journaling, perhaps the low bar that you could set yourself that might feel embarrassingly stupid, but for the next two weeks, get a pen and open your notebook. And then close the notebook and put the pen back. Mm. You might think, Matt, Dave, that's stupid. Waste of time. Well, try it. And then what would the next progression be? Maybe write the date. And then that's it. Try so, it. I mean, those things are really important. I Last story, there's an athletics coach. I listened to his podcast. I forgot what he said, uh, who he was when he was being interviewed. But he basically, he said, if I'm training somebody to run as a coach... My main goal is to get them to show up for the next session. Huh. Not to correct everything that's wrong, not to get through the perfect workout, it's to make sure that they want to come to the next session. Wow. Because if they come to another session, then I can do a little bit more with them. And the more sessions they can show up to, the more I can do with them. And I suppose this is where the two big ideas here that I've here is pride and humility. Like if we're too proud to do the small thing, mm. to humble ourselves and just go, oh, I'm just going to do five minutes, um, then we're not going to make those big changes over a long time. But actually, if we can humble ourselves and have that beginner's mindset, that allows us to then make those big changes that allow us to change our life. And I think that's how we're going to wrap this up. As we're talking about a life that is busy and overwhelming and noisy, we are trying to make it count. So we'll see you next week. See you guys.